Ladies and gentlemen, Celtics fans, welcome to The Tommy Point, a brand new podcast brought to you by four diehard Celtic fans. I'll be your host, Buddha. Yeah, that's my name. Don't question it. You won't forget it. I'll be your host along with three of my good buddies here, Griffin, Jake, and Gabe. We'll call Jake Yazzie. We got, we're very excited about the amount of content that we're going to produce this season for you. We're starting, this is actually the second episode of the Tommy Point. The first one, um, you have to be extremely privileged to be able to hear that one. An episode yeah, that lives in infamy. It's gone. It's no longer available to the public. Here we are, episode two. Got a lot to cover tonight. Uh, the first thing we want to get into is... Early season takeaways. Obviously, the Celtics have played 10 games up to this point with a 6-4 and four record. Uh, number one defensive team in the league. Offensively, things are struggling a little bit, but that should work themselves out. Uh, they got the coaching. They got the talent. This is an extremely special team. This is why we started the podcast. We have an incredible core, incredible coach, incredible general manager. We got a lot of good things going for us here in Boston as well. Gentlemen, what do we got for early season takeaways in the NBA? Well... I think Gordon's got to play a little ball, to be honest, Buddha. Dude, Gordon's Gordon's got no speed, no speed. Can't, Absolutely, can't I mean, drive to the basket. He's the he's the ninth best player on the team. I think. I mean, I've seen him miss at least fifty wide open mid range jumpers. Like, I mean, I just feel like that's the Celtics basketball every single night. It's just Gordon missing missing mid rangers. So how long are you going to give Gordon Hayward until you feel like okay, Christmas. Well, this guy, we're paying him thirty one million dollars a year. Christmas. I was gonna say Thanksgiving. I mean, Christmas. I. But I mean, he we'll like right. he's just he's a top twenty-five player. Well, we're paying him like that, right? We are paying him like that, exactly, Buddha. That's why I think it's Thanksgiving. Right. I mean, how once? Well, what happens when Christmas comes, Gabe, and he's still just yeah. dicking right, around? Well, we'll still be a top three seed. Yeah, there's there's two Jews here. Let's settle that. Obviously, Hayward hasn't looked like himself, but I mean, can can you really expect him to to look yes. like himself? I mean, no, but but I want to go back to the Paul George injury, and and obviously that was you know a little more devastating than the Hayward injury, and his leg literally snapped in half. But Paul George didn't return to form. But do you, do you he think he'll back. average eighteen points this this year? Do you think Hayward's absolutely not? Absolutely not. Not even not. close. But okay, you don't but, need him. But to. Gabe, but Gabe. Let's look at what guys are scoring right now. Kyrie's only averaging 19, Morris at 14, Tatum at 15, really? Hayward at 10, Jalen at 11, Horford at 12. Yeah, check is your facts, Buddha. Is anybody gonna is is anybody gonna score? Yeah, he'll, you know, 20, so 22 what? points so, a night. So no, he's, he's gonna be a 13 and a half kind of guy. Yes, but his impact will be more than just 13 points a night. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I feel like every single guy except Kyrie is a 13 and a half kind of guy. It just depend. It's just like not it's just arbitrary. Tam, like it's Tam's just a random nut. Tam's gonna get eighteen a game. Kyrie's gonna be a twenty-three. I mean, I would love that, but they're not. They're not scoring it like that going, right now. It's ten games in. We have plenty of time. So, Gabe, are you worried at all about the offensive struggle so far? I mean, yes, I'm a little worried. And one thing that that I noticed was during the Nuggets game, Brad Stevens was like at the end of it when Jamal Murray was going off, he was like, "Great teams win this game." And I was like, he's right. Like, Brad Stevens right. Great teams win this game. Celtics didn't win that game. Obviously, you know, we're still fine. But, you know, the good thing to solve a bad, a bad offense is a good defense. And we have, you know, we're, we're letting up the least amount of points in the league right now. Absolutely. Griff, you want to comment on, on the Celtics offense and where you think it's headed? I mean, I'm kind of at the point where I'm rooting for a little bit of struggles early on in the season. Get some controversy in the season. I, I think the team needs to face adversity. We should go be 6-9. and nine. And 
in order to be a championship team, you got to face your struggles. And this team clearly has the talent where they're going to hit their stride midway through the season and they're just going to be on a groove and they're not going to lose games. And I think facing this adversity early on in the season is going to ultimately help them come later in the season. So I'm not worried at all. Um, frankly, I was busy watching, uh, I think the Red Sox, might have been the Yankees. No, no, the Red Sox win the World Series. So I haven't been fully invested in this team until the last week or so. Um, but I think, yeah, they struggle for a little bit. I think it'll help them ultimately down the, down later in the season. Absolutely. And, and I think that they'll figure it out. They got Brad. They got the guys. Uh, my only question Who would be, you bench him? do I bench Hayward? No. Yeah. No, he has the bench. minute. He has the minutes restriction, and Brad's been very creative with his lineups. Like Give he takes more Tatum. minutes to, to Rozier. Rozier's been he's been upset about the minutes. He's made it clear. Yeah, but different positions. I mean, if if you're gonna put Rozier in more, then you're not asking to take Gordon Hayward off the floor more. Buddha, I thought we were playing positionless basketball. Yeah, yeah. Well, guards and it's wings and bigs. Buddha. Guards, it's wings, we're, and bigs. We're a positionless league now. It's not positionless. There's you three can't types of. Like well, that. I, I mean, people might get offended. So, yeah, sorry, if anyone might get heard a that. Offended. Yeah, seriously. Buddha. Hold on, I'm getting, I'm getting an update here. Markel Fultz just hit a jump shot. Whoa, <laughs> dude! Old Depot's good. Did at they that. find him? I got the Amber Alert for it, it was an it was an eight foot jump shot. Sorry, I had to throw that in. Breaking news brought to you here first on the Tommy Point. Marco Fultz hit a jump shot tonight. I mean that's huge. I think the first thing you go to is do we still want Tatum? Is it an immediate <laughs> Fultz for Tatum trait? Is Danny Ainge on the hot seat? Dude, after the Sixers game, I'm like, we're going eighty two and zero. We absolutely they're they're a little brother this year. The San Sixers are a little brother. Like, oh yeah, like this is your process. Like this is how we're gonna, we're just gonna rebuild the team not the way that you guys do it, and it's way better. Yeah, I mean, the, the only the only more dominating sports team other than the Celtics versus the Sixers would be just the Red Sox versus everybody, so. Yeah. yeah. They, they so, haven't played anyone good yet. Though. Wait, but what about the Yankees? No, they lost them four in the LDS. Nah. So back to basketball here. Now, my question to you guys would be, are there too many mouths to feed on this team? Gabe, you just asked me, would, would Hayward score 18 points a game? And when he, when he initially signed the contract, I would have loved to believe that. But with the amount of mouths that we have to feed here, I mean, Jalen Brown, if he was on his own team, would be a 20-point score a night. And he's not, even, he's not even getting to 15. He's averaging 11 points a night. Is it a problem with this many guys, this many shots, this many opportunities for them, is it a problem when you get down into a you know a playoff situation where, well, Kyrie hasn't taken thirty shots tonight and Steph has right you know like that that's an example of like is there too many amounts to feed are you not going to be able to find your hot hand you know are they are guys going to be comfortable in the same situations? Yeah, well, you've been certainly seeing that so far right now, but I think that through time they've figured out they'll learn how to share the ball. I mean, what did we see the other night with Jamal? Like, if someone just starts going off like that, like, what's our go-to? Do we go to Kyrie to just have him save us? or like We play team ball. That's We did that in the playoffs, and that's why we got so far in the playoffs last year. And we just, with getting Hayward and getting Kyrie back, like, we just have to mesh that back together to be playing good team ball again. I mean, it's the best problem in the NBA to have. Yeah, you have too many guys who want the ball. But, I mean... Just from everything you see from these guys off the court as well as on the court, like they want to be together, they want to win a championship. That's their only goal they really care about. They don't yeah. care about scoring, they don't care about statistics, they want to win. So, I mean, you might have too many mouths to feed. I mean, yeah, I fucking believe that. Like, All right, man, sorry. I mean, I don't know if we heard, but Jalen's already got five rings by age 28. 
Oh yeah. Holy Twenty. God. I think it's twenty six actually. Oh really? Yeah. With twenty eight, he'll probably have seven. Or so. Eight. So we think that things are are all good in Boston, right? And 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 we think that the locker room is in a good place. But reports are coming out that Rogier is not happy about his playing time, and Gabe just just said to play him more. What do you guys think about um, exploring the trade market for him, or is he an, an integral part to this championship team? No, I think you just like you just you keep him for this year. You can't waste one of the championship championship years with the Celtics. You keep him from this year, and then you try to go for championship now. And then if not, then he's going to be free agent somewhere else. I would not trade him away at, at the deadline. But it's just so tough because like you want everyone on the same. But page you need and, like, Rozier. He's just so obviously. I know you need him, but like he just so obviously. Do wants you? To play do more. you need him though? Yes, you do. Do you want a championship? Of course you do. You need the depth. I, I don't think that you do. He's good, dude. I don't he's think really you need good. him, but I mean, I honestly would argue. I I feel like Terry has been the best player on the Celtics so far. Dude, he's year. got the most swagger. Like he he loves being out there, and when it come playoff time, he's gonna get more minutes. I mean, we trust. We just trust him so much in the playoffs. Like yeah. I just know he'll step up in the playoffs. Uh, what happened in Game Seven? Yeah, okay. he didn't. He didn't shoot particularly I mean, well in that game. I mean, I, I think he built his resume up enough before that. I mean, yeah, it's one game. Like, you have a bad game, but... I mean, I would mean, ag- I would agree, but I would agree. He... But if Brad if Brad's not going to play him more than 20 minutes a night, then what are we talking about here? But right? we, had, we didn't even have any business being in that game, and we got to it. He's playing and Terry, 20, on, he's playing and Terry honestly got us there. He can get us there. I think we had I mean, business being in that game. part of it. I Sorry. Sorry. I mean, if you're going up against sorry. George Hill, if you're going up against George Hill in a playoff game, you should win that matchup if you're Terry Rozier. I mean, and he didn't. Yeah. I mean, Jeff Green. Jeff Green went off in that game. Dude, I have a Jeff Green jersey. He's a good player. <laughs> best purchase <laughs> I've ever had. I mean, do you think like I feel like Terry's been the best player on the Celtics th- so far? Terry's been the I mean, best that, that's the that's a little bit of a stretch, but Brad won't know. even play a minute, major minutes. Every time he's out there, though, he's just kind of. Horford needs to be better too. I mean, every, everybody's got to be better. We're on pace for what forty nine wins right now. Oh, I mean, yeah. Who cares about that? Yikes! If you took the over on the win total, everybody has to be better. Now, in order to to be better, and we're gonna have to go through some pretty damn good teams in the Eastern Conference, which I don't think that we've seen in the past couple of years. Are the Bucks Leonard, for real? Okay, that's a great question. Are the Bucks for real? I mean, Simple we answer them. is no. You're not scared. I, of them. I mean, they're. I. It's just. Who are you more scared of, the Bucks or the 76ers that you played out of playing a playoff series? Who would, you, who would you? Who are you more scared of? I mean, can I say neither? The Bucks, I guess. I mean, just because the Sixers are just like the little brother who we're gonna shove in the locker for the next, I don't know, five, ten, fifteen years. The Bucks have Giannis. They have the best player in the series. So I guess you could say more scared of the Bucks. But it's like. It's. I mean, for me, it's just so hard to judge anything off of what we've seen off this team. Like. You just know they're going to hit their groove. You know they're just going to start just winning. They're going to hit like a 10, 15, 20-game win streak, and they're just going to be like, all right, this is clearly the favorite in the East. There's no one who's going to take them down. Buda, who do we match up better with against the Bucks or the 76ers? I think the Sixers just because they're, a, they're such a flawed team. They're such a flawed team. I mean, you can't go out there with – Embiid and Simmons, who I mean, we we can sit here and say Embiid's a good a good three point shooter, but he's not right. Like he's not a consistent three point shooter. Simmons, I, I mean, he might be a worse shooter than Fultz, and that's saying something. Markel Fultz is the worst draft pick since Anthony Bennett. JJ Reddick's the real only, only scoring player. threat he's that they player. have. He's their best Robert offensive player. Covington stinks. Sarge stinks. The Sixers don't scare me at all. Milwaukee, on the other hand, does, and the Chris reason Milton is can't miss. The reason is is because. 
uh, Giannis is a ceiling that I don't think an NBA player has has seen in a long, long time. I mean, he's just he so athletic. He's so big. He can he can he can steal a game from the Celtics, and and I really believe that he can steal multiple games from the Celtics. And I think he's a player who can steal series. Maybe not from the Celtics, but he's that good of a player. Middleton's such a good complimentary piece for him. Bledsoe comes back. You can say what you want to say about him in, his, in the playoffs last year. They signed Brooke Lopez in the offseason, which I think was incredible, right? Yeah, you get a passing, good too. You get a passing big out of the post, and I really think that's going to be a problem. He's given the Celtics nightmares for the past five to seven years. He really has. So I think Milwaukee actually is the team that scares me a little bit more. Philly can't beat us. That's what the about, honest truth. What about Milwaukee-Toronto? Obviously, you're scared more of Toronto. Dude. Why? What? Because they are just a better basketball team. Okay, I agree, and I think that Toronto actually is the. I think Toronto is actually the only team in the NBA besides the Celtics that have a chance against Golden State in a seven-game series. Here's why: two words: Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard is. He's a Warriors killer. It's not even close who the best player in the Eastern Conference is. By the way, it's not even close. Griff, you want to you want to weigh in? Who the best player? Okay, I think it's I think it's Kawhi. You know, I I don't even think it's close. You know, it's the same minutes as. Tarozier, Dante DaVincio, or whatever his name is, from Villanova. DiVincenzo? Yeah, the guy that won player of the of the tournament. He gets the same exact minutes, same against stats, same amount of points, same amount of rebounds, everything. Did you see him get absolutely annihilated yeah. by C.J. McCollum last yeah, night? Yeah, but he's getting Tarozier numbers right now. Just let that sink in. Exactly. So... I when they, when initially when Ainge traded Avery Bradley and I get it you trade Avery oh, Bradley because trade. he's on Baines a, is our is our, is our big he's our guy he no 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 we didn't trade him for Baines we oh, didn't trade him for oh, Baines we traded him for Marcus Moore at the time I hated the deal now you needed the money for Gordon Hayward I understand but deal. if they moved Rogier for a guy with contract control you might hate the deal the day of but you might look back on it and say hey Danny did the right thing. You know, I love Avery Bradley, and he brought so much. But oh, is Rogier just a product of this system? Yeah. Right? Yeah, like, I completely agree with, with you. If we trade Rogier for a guy who we can hold on to for the next three to four years, that might be more valuable, right, than than having him this year. If he's not, if he's only going to play 20 minutes a night, Do is you, he that valuable to this I roster? I mean, he, he's a system point guard. Just think about it. Like, I mean, think he's about like one Tom bad Brady. player he's on the Celtics. Like, think about think back to last year. Like, just think of it. But, about a guy who just sucked. Like, I mean, yeah, maybe Yabu, I guess. Can you really count him? <laughs> like, not We re-signed not really. him. We trust him. We, we're carrying him for nothing. Right? We're carrying but, him. He's a black like, my point is, like, wait. who's to say that Terry Rozier doesn't just stink at basketball and it's just all Brad Stevens? Oh, uh, the playoffs. And, I mean, I, I don't think He was balling, dude. I mean, dude, he could he just be a system work. point he's guard. I, I hadn't thought about this take until Buddha started talking, but, like, he might just be a system point guard. Look, we can either cash in on Rogier's value, or you can let him walk in free agency. Walk and in free agency I and try to change it this year. Buddha, I mean, would you take yeah. a cha- so high. Would you take a championship this year and let him walk? I mean, or yeah, tri- I would. I would your, much rather. What t- was your worth a first round draft pick? And- well, this is the question, Gabe. So you drafted Rogier, what, with the fifteenth, sixteenth pick in the in the first round four well, years ago? Sixteenth pick. I remember where I was. Sixteenth pick. You're not gonna move him for a mid first rounder, right? Like that doesn't make sense. I mean, so like what? So what would you be asking for? So what I would want would be a guy under contract control. So like, here's an example. When you're just gonna give him up for a rental. 
You're not getting a rental though. I'm not looking for a rental. You're I'm looking for a guy with contract control. Rental. You're giving Tiros your out for rental. Yes, but if you if you're a team who's trading for Rogier, you are planning on re-signing, re-signing him in free him. agency. So he's not a he's not a rental. Here's here's an interesting thought. What if he wants thought. to sign somewhere else though? What if he wants? You know what I mean? Well, he's restricted. Oh, he's restricted. So anywhere he signs, oh. any team can match. Yep. Now here's a, here's a name that I'd like to bring up. Here's a, he, so the the Phoenix Suns have been have been really. Um, adamant about trading for a trading for a starting point guard, right? And Rozier is that guy. They, the Suns and the Cavs are the two teams who have looked at uh, moving. At least those are the names that are out there right now. Okay. Now I want you to think about this, right? Let's say the Anthony Davis thing is is never going to happen, right? So we're not going to. I'm I'm telling you right now that the Celtics are not going to use their first round picks to go get a player like Anthony Davis. Okay. Now there isn't another player like him, but I'm just saying that's off the table. Okay. Now, would you do this? Would you move Rogier to Phoenix to go get a guy like Josh Jackson? No, because he already said he didn't want to play for the Celtics when he got drafted. Yeah, that's, well, that's just Terry not- Rogier. Terry Rogier is not exactly wanting to play for the Celtics right now either. So, I'm just saying. I mean, we all remember Josh Jackson just refused to try out. Like, we don't forget about stuff like that in Boston. You, but that's just not. Do you think if Josh Jackson could do it over again, he would have went to the Boston workout instead of the Phoenix workout? Yes. Yeah, probably. But I mean, I'm just yeah. saying, he he's a name where that is a guy who you have for three more years of contract control. He can defend the wing. He can be a part of three championship teams here in Boston, and you actually get something for Rogier. Now, I don't know if Phoenix would even be interested in throwing yeah. his name out there, but maybe if you threw in the Memphis pick, the Clippers pick, another, one of our picks, they and Rogier, they just give up a first round pick instead of just giving up Josh. Jack- they wouldn't give up Josh Jackson for that. Well, I don't think we're going to get the Phoenix first round pick for for our backup point guard. We could get Zion if we did. Yeah, we could. The, the, the Duke Can we game trade I, Terry to Duke? <laughs> would would Terry start for Duke? <laughs> that's, a great, that's a great question. So I want to go back to the Toronto point because I, I'm much more afraid of this team than I think that you are. They I've been have afraid the, since day one, Boot. I've been telling you this team's good at basketball. For what reasons other than Kawhi? Well, first of all, they've always been a good Eastern Conference team. They just had to always run into LeBron, and now they got Kawhi. Different country. Different country. That's a huge factor. I think that actually the Danny Green moving for Danny Green was actually the was was it was a move where look Toronto's got the best bench in the NBA besides Boston right like those are the two best benches in the NBA they got they got studs out there Siakam is a real player Uh, Van Vliet had a great rookie season in the second year. you know, like DeLon Wright from Utah is a really good player. So Utah, I mean, uh, excuse me, uh, Toronto Toronto is exceptional depth-wise. Now, they moved DeRozan for Kawhi. What an upgrade that's been. Lowry, Green, Abaka, Valanciunas, they have so many different nightmare matchups that that team scares me. Now, I don't know if they have as many perimeter defenders as us. Um, you know, like I like OG Ananobi. I think he's, he's going to be a really good player one day. Uh, but is he going to be able to guard Tatum in a playoff series? And if you put Kawhi on Tatum, well, how are you going to cover Jalen? And how are you going to cover Gord? I mean, there's just too many options in Boston that I, I think that's why I still put Boston over Toronto. Um, but Toronto is as good as they get, right? Like, like this is as good a team in the Eastern Conference as we've seen other than a LeBron James-led team in, in the past five to ten years, right? I mean, yeah, it's really not even close. I, it, but, like, I just feel like for us and for every Celtics fan, like, you just you can take him seriously. Like I take him more seriously than I used to, because of Kawhi and Danny. But like, I just don't think you can really 
put any stock into them until they beat us in a playoff series. Like, yeah, but like, it's gonna be a good series. Like, it's gonna be a great series. It'll be a fun series. Not even but close to a cakewalk. I'm scared. I I I would probably take the Celts in five in that series. Celts in five. Okay. Maybe what six. What maybe if, six. But what if the games are in Toronto, Griff? If if Toronto has home court. Yeah, yeah. that's a totally different story. We need. I mean, I I really don't. I mean, having home court is huge, but it's like. Well, I mean, I, I just think it, I huge. think it's the difference between winning in five or six. You know, yeah. I don't think we're winning three games in Toronto. Yeah, no. I mean, we I, lost I three games if, in Milwaukee last year. If it goes to seven in Toronto, I will be there. If it goes to, I'll go. To, yeah, I'll, I'll be at every game in that series. <laughs> now that I think about it. So we did some season-long predictions in our long-lost first episode. Um, probably better that you guys didn't actually hear that one. Congrats to the listeners who did actually get to hear that one. <laughs> but but what I'd like to do is actually get some things on pen and paper here. I wanted you to give me uh, your prediction for the season. That can be where they finish, who wins an award, something like that. Give me something that you think is going to happen this season for the Boston Celtics. I think we'll be in the finals. And what will happen? I think we'll be in the – we want the whole the whole thing. Well, I, yeah. think we'll, I think we'll be in the All finals. All right, game one. I think <laughs> who wins be, the tip? I think we'll be in the finals. Well, I think we're going to win game seven or game six, whatever the last home game against the Raptors. Geno time's going to be playing. Everyone's going to be going crazy, and we're going to be going to the finals, and then we're going to give the Warriors a good series. A good series meaning? I don't know who's going to win. I don't know. <laughs> if I knew, I'd be a really rich man. I mean, I do well, know. Well, happened yet. So, I mean, I hate to say, like, I do know, but I do know, so I will be a very rich man when the Celtics win the championship this year. I'm taking the Celts. Six games against the Warriors? I don't know. Depends on who has home court. I'm gonna I'm gonna set it at I'm gonna set it at Celts and six right now, um, and it's gonna be a crazy series. It's gonna be very entertaining. But I just it's so hard for me to think that once the Celtics find their groove, they're not just gonna be. Yeah, the I want to see them once they find the groove because they have they're not even close to the groove right so, now. So sh- all right, we'll 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 keep going over our predictions, but then then let's talk about when they hit the groove. So I got Celts and six over the Warriors. Um, I got them taking care of business against... I want to play the Sixers. It doesn't really matter what round. Um, will we even see the Sixers? Pro- like, good chance we won't, just based off the seed seeding. But I hope we get to play the Sixers. But Bucks raptors would be a great series, too. Um, but yeah, no, I, I don't think the Celtics are going to have any trouble with anyone in the Eastern Conference, other than the, six, the Raptors giving them an extra game or two. But... Still, Celts and Sixers. Guys, you were winning it all this year? Um, yeah, I think we won it all, obviously. But I just think, uh, uh, now that I'm thinking about it, home court is just huge. It's, like, it's especially huge. Against, it's gino- I could see the Raptors. home court team. I mean, I could see, like, you can't, as much of, as big of a Celtics fan as you can be, like, I know Griffin, like, we're going to win it all, but you got to be able to at least see the Raptors taking a seven. Dude, being and if we don't have home court game? in a seven, in game seven, like, that's just an issue. Like we can win that game, but like it's just it you can't say that's not an issue. Like we we need home court. Sabonis just posterized Embiid. We we absolutely need home court. Like you just you add a Celtics home playoff game and you can just feel the difference that how the team comes out right right away. Like you can just feel that they are just a better they're just a better team. Like they just play better at home. I mean it's, just, it's not even like it's like it's a fact. Like it's a fact. It's pro behind football. It's probably like the second sport where you, like home court matters because 
I think it I'm matters. Just, I think it matters it more. The most. It matters the I don't most. know. I, I mean, you don't just walk into Foxborough. I was just thinking about Foxborough, but like, well, that's just the only. It's because it's the Patriot it's the advantage, Patriots. but it's different for every other NFL team. That's true. I mean, yeah, it could be number one. I'm just saying, like, Bucks series last year, seven games. Every team wins the home game. Like, you can say Bucks. If Bucks had home court, we we might have lost that series. Then Cavs series, I think every team won the home game up until game seven. It's just like. Home, you can't say home court doesn't matter. It matters. I think when a team has so much talent that it, that it doesn't matter to a point. I mean, you look at Golden but State you need last the experience year. Experience too for that. What I think you do have experience now. I mean, we can talk about having these young guys, but name me another rookie who played in Game Seven of the Eastern Conference Finals last year and scored twenty points. Twenty points plus. Name me. Name me one. Like you can't. I'm you thinking. Can't. I'm Tatum, Tatum has it. No. Jalen's got no, two. Yeah, years. there there was someone last. Uh, it, False, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was false. You're right. It was false. I'm just saying that experience-wise, this team knows what it knows what it takes to win on the road. You saw it in Philly last year, right? Like they have the balls to do it. But we had nothing to lose last year in the playoffs too, so it's a different type of. Experience and I mean, we're gonna have to you talk it. about the guys who were on the team last year who gained a little experience, but you also have Kyrie, who I don't know whatever he went to four straight finals. He didn't play in all of them, but he hit a game-winning shot. Um, to win the finals and Gordon's played. I mean, he hasn't gone any anywhere deep, but he's still played in the playoffs a little bit. So, I mean, the whole team has experience. I agree. I mean, the, the home court, the home court is important to me, but I am not I going to risk. I think it's the most important factor. Not me. Not Absolutely. me. Health. Health is the most important factor. Nope. I would court. much rather get I'd the I'd argue, argue that home court. I'd rather, I'd rather than have health. home court than have Kyrie. No, Gabe, yeah, I just want to hear you argue that home court's better than Did health. Did you just say that? Oh, that's a joke. <laughs> all right, so all right. no, but I think that I I will, dude. I don't care. I don't care. I'll be the eight seed as long as we have the ten man rotate, nine man rotation, whatever Brad does. As long as we have those nine guys healthy, I don't give a shit. Would you w- take that right now, Buddha? Eight seed healthy? That's sure. A- really? You take that? You're gonna have to beat Toronto in a seven game series eventually. What happened? What, what's the difference between losing in the first round or the, or the Eastern Conference Finals? If you so lose, if we you lose. In the first round, the sky absolutely explodes. Go. You can develop some momentum going into the series in the third round. Well, they're not getting the eight seed, and they're not playing Toronto in the first round. But either way, health's more important. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, okay. Health is more important. I wouldn't take that right now just because they need a couple months to find it. When when do you think they start hitting their groove? Like mid, mid-January? I think like, no, at, after, at, after the mid-season slump. Christmas Day against the Sixers, we started off. I could see that. Not just, until Jamal Murray comes into the garden again. Yeah, Jamal oh, Murray. I mean, how how much? I mean, what do you think about? I love Kyrie just throwing the ball because oh he was God. pissed. Just like I don't care, I'll pay the fine. I don't give a fuck. Like I love he still that. talks Dude, about think, it the next day. I think it was wasn't even like he wasn't even just mad in the moment. He was like, no, I'm still fucking mad about it the next day. You Dude, know what's interesting to me is let him if, shoot a basketball. Wants to shoot a basketball, let him shoot it. Like who cares? Kyrie, his first four years in the league, if he had 48 points, you know he was shooting that three. Yeah, he would have done the same goddamn thing. The same exact thing. His maturity level, I think, has gone through the roof. Just through from, the, through you the know, roof. I mean, he's averaging 19 points a game right now. If he was doing that in Cleveland, he would be crying, crying. But he doesn't really care. It's, it's win, win, win with him. Um, my only thing about Kyrie is that people talk about his defense – it's 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 the most inconsistent thing I've ever seen. Jamal Murray's going off the other night, and Kyrie says, okay, well, Smart can't cover him. 
He's not quick enough, right? Rozier can't cover him. Jalen can't cover him. No one can cover him. I'm going to do my best and give my full effort. Now, he gives his best full effort on Jamal Murray. He dogs him, right? Like, try up and down the floor. Try, now, he can't guard him either way. But his effort level is the most inconsistent thing I have ever seen. He kind of reminds me of Rondo a little bit. When he has to defend, he'll defend. It's like, you know, you get Rondo on a Tuesday night in Charlotte, and he's not showing up. But on Saturday night when they're playing the Bulls, he's there. You know what I mean? Like, that was the Rondo that I knew. Kyrie's the same way. When Kyrie wants to show up and play defense, he'll show up and play defense. He doesn't do it. He doesn't do it on a consistent basis, and it pisses me off, and it's a big reason why we're 6-4 and four right now. Yeah, but he shows up consistent on offense. Do you agree with that? Well, I mean, over the course of his career, yes, but he's been inconsistent so far. No, I agree. I, I, his, now, effort, he's his effort on offense is consistent. His effort, his effort on offense yeah. is consistent. No, no I, I agree, agree with you. Because he's but, be but who isn't? Who, who, who doesn't want to try on offense? Yeah, everyone tries on He's got to be the leader. He's got to be one of the leaders on the team. He's gotta, I agree. He's got he's to be one of the leaders on this team. He's the one with the championship ring. And he's got to show that he puts full effort on defense on every single night. Night in, night out. He's not getting 150. He's not getting 150 for me if if that's going to be the case. You got to set an example, 100. percent You know, I'm looking at other guys in the Eastern Conference. You know, Victor Oladipo, right? Like, is Victor Oladipo better than Kyrie Irving? Probably not. But does he do it on both ends of the floor better? Yeah, he, he's been putting a much better hustle on the floor this season like, for sure because he wants something to prove. Oladipo wants to prove that he's an elite player in this league. Is that it, Buddha? I mean, is Kyrie is Kyrie on our mindset right now, where it's like we're just going through the motions right now and like wake me up in the playoffs? You know, I I hope it's not the case because he didn't even get to play in the. You know what I mean? Like he he's been out for so long that he should be hungry and he he should have that fight to to go out consistently and do it. But his, you kind of have seen it his whole career. He when he wants to show up, he'll show up defensively and. When he doesn't, he doesn't. And it's it's kind of one of the things that aggravates me because it's like, okay, um, for example, Rajon Rondo can't shoot a jump shot. I will live with that. But Kyrie, he can play defense. He can do it. It's not like he's too small. He's six foot three. He's got good size, right? Like he can play. He just chooses not to. And that's so lazy to me. Like, come on. As a guy who played defense in high school basketball more than I did touch the bat, I mean, I, I, I made my career off defense in high school. And, and, like, that pisses me off that, that Kyrie can get to a point where it's like, I don't even need to play. I don't and, even need to play defense. And Boston loves those kinds of guys that are, you know, that work hard on the defensive floor all the time. You know, Boston fans appreciate that hustle and that play. And, you know, he said that he's going to sign resign again in Boston. Like, you know, he's been loyal to us. But I think to be one of those leaders, like, you have to play defense on both sides of the floor. But did Paul Pierce, like, did he play defense every single night and night out as well? He was a lazy defensive end. That's not a bad point, Gabe, actually. But but Pierce, Pierce would def- like effort wise like Pierce was like night in night out on the floor like I don't know I mean Pierce Pierce went through his ups and downs in Boston and he he's went remembered. through his ups and downs on defense he got so lazy on defense and honestly hack and then better Pierce in Boston there. Paul or Steve overall obviously, obviously. <laughs> they each have one ring. They each have a finals MVP. Uh, let's just put it this way. Steve Pierce is much more flexible. He can actually do a split. Paul Pierce couldn't bend down. Dude, Paul <laughs> Pierce had some weird baby fat throughout his entire career. Weird. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like a little like a little extra chubby. He looked like some like lazy guy, but he, he was he hustled. 
<laughs> he was good. <laughs> he was good at basketball. He was he pretty good. Get, he could always get to a spot. He did basketball, yes. Paul did basketball. So the last thing that we're going to do before we wrap up here, the first, the, actually the second Tommy Point episode, is I want to give a final take to the four of us. What do you got? Well, I just have one question. Who's the second best team in the Western Conference? It's not the Nuggets, is it? I mean, you got to be excited once Isaiah comes back. It, I mean, it's good to be able to root for Don't you feel like when he was on the Cavs, it was just like, how could you not hate the guy? Like, I hated him. But now that he's like, I'm going to root. Like, he's getting paid $5 to play for the Nuggets. I mean, I was talking about this with Griff the other night. Like, might not be a terrible bet to take the Nuggets going a couple of rounds in the playoffs. Like, look at how good they're playing right now. And we know, as Boston fans, we know what IT can do. Like, add IT into that. I don't know. So who do you, who do you guys got as the second best team in the West? Because it's actually a really good topic, Gabe. The Lakers. Uh, <laughs> You're I taking mean, the Lakers. No, I take. I mean, in the regular season. Not right now. Not right now. When it comes uh, down it comes to down who's to playing Golden State in the Western Conference Finals, uh, that's what I want. I, that's what I, I want to know. The I think seeding wise, I don't think it'll be. I think they'll play second round. Yeah, but okay, but who? They're gonna give. They're gonna. The Lakers will give the Warriors the best fight in the Western Conference. I mean, how can you argue again? I mean, it's LeBron. Like, yeah. LeBron. The Dude, only... Ingram, like, has been casting off a little bit. He was just known as kind of just like this quiet, like, guy that he really works hard in this game. And now he's kind of getting a bad perception in the NBA, which I don't like. Because he was supposed to be the number two guy in LA. Hasn't rose up to the occasion. Do you think Lakers fans would say they'd rather have Jalen Brown over Brandon Ingram? I would, personally. But you're not a Laker fan, are you? Yeah, but I can be a Laker fan right now. I'm a Laker. Yeah, I like the Lakers. I wonder. We're gonna have to ask a Laker fan about that. So, I I want to I want to get that on paper though. Who is the second best team in the West? Gabe, you said the Lakers. Yes, who you got? I just I mean, it's ten games into the season. Like it's tough to it's tough to say the Lakers like aren't there. Like they I mean you just throw LeBron. I just can't say that LeBron's not gonna make the conference finals. Like what if it's CJ McCollum and Damian's year to, to go to the Western Conference finals? I mean the what Kings. If, it the could be, but it's just we're ten games in, and I can't base I can't base my perception of the Lakers off what I've seen so far. It's just we've seen it too many times. Right? Play soon. You know, we've seen it way too many times. I mean, you know, LeBron. Like it doesn't matter what seed they are. When it's the playoffs, he's going to be going all in. Every Dude, they night. might not make the playoffs. I mean, yeah, they're going to make the playoffs. Okay, I li- here's the teams that I like. I think you know Houston. Obviously, if they can find their groove, they they could be really good. I like I the like Pelicans what Utah is. I like what Utah's done, and I like what the Pelicans have done. The one team that we haven't mentioned that I'm the taking as, as the team that has the best chance to the beat Golden Kings. State is the Oklahoma City Thunder. Whoa! That's who I'm going with. Whoa. Wow! I'll give you. That's shocking. I will give you my we reasoning. Sh- we need an alert sign. I will give you my reasoning in episode three of the Tommy Point, but we're going to go over to Yazi for his final take. What do you think the next ten games going to be for the Celtics? Do you think they're going to go? Seven and three, like eight and two. Are they going to find a little rhythm here? I think. Next time, what are you thinking? Like it's tough to say. I gotta look at the schedule, but I mean, I would. You don't know the schedule. Off the off the top, yeah, Gabe, give me the next ten game. Off the top of my head, I mean, it feels like a seven and three in the next ten. That's just what it feels like. I know we play. What do we go, Buddha? Suns, Jazz, at Portland, and then Raptors. Raptors at home next Friday. That's what I would say. (laughs) I mean, I'm just saying. It feels like a seven and three. Not a big stats guy. Feels like a seven and three. I think we hit our peak. I think our peak starts around Christmas, and then I think 
once once that once we get clicking there, it's just kind of we just roll. Fair. I don't think anybody who wears a Celtics jersey to the Garden and calls himself a Celtics fan can argue with that take. Griffin, what do we got? Celtics will have an 18-game win streak during this season. Wow. I like it. Led by Gordon Led. Hayward. That's Led laughable by, at this point. Like it's that bad. I mean. That guy suffered a gruesome injury, and he's played 10 games since he's been back. Cut him some slack. I mean, it really, like, my biggest thing, and it's just being a Boston sport fan, you see it year in and year out, especially when you love Tom Brady. The teams are going to struggle struggle early on. The good teams struggle early on. They face the adversity, and then they find their rhythm, and they hit the ground running, and that's exactly what this team's going to be doing. January, February, March, this team's going to be unstoppable. Everyone's going to be like, wow, this team actually could beat the Warriors. And until then, it's going to be, oh, the questions will circle. But it's it's tough to really to gauge this team until they actually so, start to So play. next 10, they'll get around seven wins, six, seven wins again? Six, seven wins. I mean, right. they will see, they, they will see me... They will see me at a game. Um, looking forward to it, attending the uh, yeah. Celtics-Jazz game. When's our first game we're going to this year? Celtics Jazz. I'm going Raptors. <coughs> you going Raptors? Celtics Jazz Saturday before Thanksgiving. Yeah, November seventeenth. The Garden's gonna be rocking. I'll go to Wednesday against the Knicks. Okay. Now my final take, boys. Rome wasn't built in a day. Now that has many different meanings. I think that this Boston Celtics team is in for a decade of absolute dominance, along with the rest of the Boston sports teams. But. The Shout Boston Celtics. The, the Boston Celtics have a brighter future than any organization in sports right now. I am extremely excited. Rome wasn't built in a day in this podcast as well. We're going to get better. We're going to give you better content as we go forward. Be a follower, be a listener, be someone who supports the podcast because we are only going up from here. Thank you very much for tuning in to the first episode of the Tommy Point. As always, we're looking for that 18th banner bleed green baby go Celtics. Stay healthy baby. 18 green. I've got a Jeff Green jersey too.